Thanks for listening to the USL Show, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts, which we are very proud to be a part of. Definitely check out the whole network at bgn.fm, as well as on Twitter, at the BGNFM. I'm Evan Valella, your uh, your host, joined sometimes by, uh, you know, my, my soccer colleagues, uh, maybe my soccer acquaintances. They're always my good brothers and my soccer friends, and for the next hour or so, I will be your moderator, host, or maybe even your facilitator of whatever happened this week in the United Soccer League. Joining me this week, we have the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area, the cream in your Irish coffee, Phil Groups. Hello. Good evening, everyone. Hi, Phil. Uh, Making his return to the pod, he wrote every single book in Powell's City of Books. We call him Big Kev. It's Kevin McCamish. Hello, hello, hello. And if USL had an equestria, he's a rainbow dash. If he owned as many cats as the USSF have scouts, we'd be doing all right. It's Pony. <laughs> I only have my one. Hopefully she'll be quiet tonight. She's been bugging me a bit recently. I'll tell you what. Only, only one full-time cat. Is only what you one mean. full-time cat. And, there we and go. the thing that separates her from the, from the full-time U.S. scout is that she is a woman. <laughs> so, her name is you know. Tomita Ron Cat. Yes. Or Ron yep. Catkin. Yeah, yeah, Ron Catkin. <laughs> um, oh, boy. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second USL show of the year of our Lord 2018. It's been a it's been a kind of a busy one, gentlemen. In a good way. There's a lot going on. There is. It's that it's that post holiday season news dump. It seems like. Um, I guess in a good way because we're the USL show and not the uh, NASL show. Well, it would be a bad way. I mean, to be fair, me. there's a lot of news coming out of that as well, but it's it's not as positive. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Let's talk about some news, shall we? Um, I guess the most recent thing that happened was Atlanta United unveiled the name and logo of their USL team, and to no one's surprise, but to basically everyone's disappointment, they are Atlanta United 2, and their logo is is just a 2 with a railroad spike going through the middle of it and a couple of stripes. So, guys, I know the answer to this one, but does anybody like the name? And then does anyone like the logo? Pony, you need to take this one. Yeah, that's that's a no for me on both of those. Now we have like you know New York two, Atlanta two, Manchester United zero, yep. going to be playing, and just it's just reeks of laziness the logo to me. Even if you're going to ignore the name, look like someone said, why don't we just replace the A with a two? Then someone else said that's too lazy. Said, why not put a spike through yeah. and say because of railroads? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just. And I even said something out early about this. If you're going to do railroads, just go all in. I know there's the Russian team Locomotive Moscow who have their logo is basically a train that looks like it's going through the letter A. It is. Steal that. It's great. It would be <laughs> Locomotive Atlanta. You're done. Just, it, it's just love it. Bad all over. It's lazy. It's uncreative, and they try to make it look like they have this great idea behind it when yeah. there is none. It's exactly what MLS does. That's fair. Yeah. Well, true. <laughs> I mean, you said lazy and uncreative, and I was like, oh, MLS. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, my opinion is I'm neutral to it, <laughs> probably because my own team is sure. a t- is a two team. Sure. So I mean, I'm used to it. Now, you know, could they have done something better than just Atlanta United 2? Certainly. Uh, the logo doesn't bother me as much. But I'm sure with just time constraints and trying to get a team put together, they were just like, let's throw some ideas around. No, none of this stuff kind of works. Let's just do a T2. 
Or Atlanta United too. The thing that bothers me the most is the way they want to be known stylistically. I don't know if we all saw that. It's capital ATL space capital UTD space two, which I am refusing to use. They are going to be called Atlanta because it's where they play. Um, yep. Oh, it's it's not going to last long. It can be. They'll be A two or A U two. No, they'll be A two. They'll be A two. Yeah. I A2. hope they're A two. Like that can make Shakespeare jokes all also. Like I don't know. <laughs> Their team nickname doesn't even lend itself well to being like a, a two. No. You know? Like usually you can find oh, something oh, that the works. Sixth it's quick. The, the sixth stripe. stripe. See, now, now I liked someone oh. on Twitter, and I forget who, and I don't think it was at us, or else I would have I would have pulled it. So I'm sorry. They said that um, as you work your way up their academy and into their system. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I like that. I like that's the only good idea I think that, that, that can come out of this. Yeah. So. Like the U23s or the three stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. And all their numbers have to be in the hundreds, like Mexican reserve teams. Like reserve teams. <laughs> um, Phil, any, any other thoughts besides bad and, and kind of unimaginative? Nah, everyone covered it. Yeah. They covered it pretty well. It's uh, It's been a a nice break from decisive things happening in American soccer for everyone just to be like, nope, this sucks. <laughs> Uh, hey, speaking of expansion news, um, New Jersey native Tim Howard went to his quote-unquote hometown and announced that Memphis was having a USL <laughs> team in 2019. Um, well said. On a serious note, if anyone knows why Tim Howard, because like, okay, and, and here, so, you know, like I know people that are from Florida and call that their hometown, but their home is in Delaware. You know, one of those things. So if Tim Howard has like an emotional or like a, a personal reason why uh Memphis is his hometown, even though he was born in New Jersey. Someone let me know, because that's totally fair. I just don't know. Um, so for someone to be like, I'm from Memphis, and they're actually from New Jersey, a bit strange. But uh, Memphis is coming in 2019, which will be the 34th team in USL by our count, um, and that'll balance everything out. If we were going to have two conferences, which we'll have three, so that'll be interesting. Guys, um, a lot of people are excited for Memphis and North Carolina. Um, there's a lot of soccer happening in the deep south, and I am I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm especially excited if you know. Hopefully, it's it'll be official that you know that's the Central Conference, and St. Louis has yet another uh, rival for that conference, and you know, not not long of a drive at all. Uh, not to mention, like a barbecue barbecue tour will be pretty nice yeah, with soccer and. Uh, you know, Memphis is just going to be a great place to have another uh, another road trip, another place to have a beautiful brick industrial Midwestern town <laughs> full of soccer. So, uh, West Coast friends, are we um, are we okay that a lot of the expansion is happening in the Central Time Zone? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, if you're going to keep two conferences, it's going to be a little bit frustrating going into the center of the country all the time so it might be need to add some teams in between or break up some more because that's a lot of travel for these guys especially as they do the three games a week thing as USL sometimes likes to try to do mm. you need to reduce the travel and while that's good for the east coast that these guys are showing up for the west coast it's not really helping us too much yeah yeah there's still a really like a great divide west of Kansas City and you know east of Colorado there's just a big gap there it seems like so I don't see that changing either, but you know, at least if there's three conferences, that's that's less flights, less travel for sure, except for the cross conference uh, rivals. It's called Nebraska. 
Hey, Omaha maybe should get Swope Park. That's that's a rumor that is worthy of, of trying to follow and, and maybe pushing if they do need to get a 5,000-person stadium yeah. away from their, uh, you know, if they don't want to play in the, the big park. Listen, uh, I, you know, and shout-out to some, I mean, some non-league friends, the, uh, the Bug Eaters FC. Just bring them up. It's time. The, logo, the, uh, the logo's great. They're lovely people. Thank you again for the stickers. I mean, the, the thing is, like, from town to town to East Coast, mm-hmm. like, you can go across six states during your lunch break on the East Coast. And in the West Coast, like, I, it takes me an hour to get to the grocery store over here. Right, so right. it's crazy. Yeah. We're so far away. It's like 10 miles, yeah. 20 miles. It's just different. So, I mean, it's just so much more dense. There's more people, more cities, so there's going to be more teams on the East Coast. It's, it's going to swing that way. And like we were talking before the show started, it's like the same thing with the MLS Super Draft. You know, I would love for it to be on the West Coast so I could go to it, or at least be cheaper and easier to access. But you know, I, I totally understand why it's always on the East Coast. Yeah, if you're in a Western city, you're just planning on flying. You know, you're not really counting on a driving road trip unless it's a long one, right? I mean, what's the closest? Road trip you're going to take in a car, you know, are the longest. Uh, in a in a day, like three like, three hours. Well, I mean, from Portland to the border of California is about four and a half five hours. Yeah. And if we go from Portland to Seattle, it's a three three and a half hour drive. If I wanted to go to California, that's twelve hours. You know, from here to from here to Sacramento, twelve hour drive. From here to L.A., you know, sixteen, eighteen, twenty hours. You've got to take a break in the, in between. So yeah. Yeah, at least Sacramento. I mean, we have Reno, who's in the league. I think that's like a two and a half hour drive for us hmm. in weather. Yeah. But in the, it's a two and a half hour in the summertime. But when it's the winter time, what is it for? The drive, or you take the bus, or something like that. Yep, see, it's a little crazy up there. I've been through Truckee before yep. in the winter time. Uh, other other news, uh, we missed it last week, and they they announced it on the thirty first, but. Um, KSK Honda's stake in, in uh, Orange County, and they partner up with um, Saltillo FC to kind of incorporate. It feels kind of like Rush Soccer is trying to do with, with uh, I almost called them Harrisburg, Penn FC, um, but it just kind of seems cooler because KSK Honda's involved, and he's, you know, a former Japanese international and has been the World Cups and stuff and isn't just like, you know, the former Connor Casey factory. Um Pony, I don't know if you know a whole lot about it. I don't really have a whole lot to add other than he was there and, and had a good time, and it was a really cool thing for the league just to see a, a really prominent, you know, uh, Asian soccer player kind of show up and go, yep, we're going to do this. Yeah, I haven't heard, heard too much about it or got too far into it. Orange County has never been a really big team out mm-hmm. west, even if they have been trying to make some improvements the last few years, and if they could turn themselves from a team that you always kind of wonder if they're even going to be in the league at some point to a team that actually could be a good ownership group, draw good attendance, and do all those sorts of things. I'm all for it because the more teams that could do that, the better off this league is. And if Honda coming in does it, perfect. For sure, for sure. Um, and it's, especially I think it's it's really cool just to kind of see where the USL is going to start pulling from or where those guys are going to go, you know, from USL to with um, – cheap plug i did a little bit for uh for the korean league some some uh, american expats out there um about seiku kone who is moving to uh, a team whose name that i'm not looking at so i forget off the top of my head 
Um, but it's one of those things where, like, I think he's the only guy to ever move from a U.S. club over to a Korean club. And I think the last guy to do it was Austin Berry. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that was even Japan. So um, definitely interesting. You know, I, it seems like USL is starting the pool from the rest of CONCACAF pretty well. Um, but if they want to tap into that Asian market, it's a largely unexplored, you know, region for U.S. soccer as a whole, it seems. But let's talk about some transfers because there was a bunch. Phil, did you did you want to say something? No, no, I was I I like it. I like that that that's a possibility, and I I think the West Coast, especially mm-hmm. clubs, should partner with them more. You know, because they are up and coming. Japan, Korea, they're putting more and more guys in in solid leagues around the world. Um, so yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that'd be a really cool thing to start happening more often. Mm-hmm. Even Australia, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, and you see it a little bit more now. Um, and I think you know it always takes the first couple guys to kind of report back home in a way and, and tell their kind of colleagues in their countries about the league, but you're seeing a lot more guys come in from Ireland as well. Um, FC Cincinnati signed a, a guy or two from out there. And then, you know, like you said, Harrison Delbridge leaving FC Cincinnati for uh, Melbourne city of all teams and in, in the, a, the, uh, yeah, the a league in, uh, in Australia. So definitely something to keep an eye on the expanding uh, transfers between the U S and some other countries that we might not see a whole lot of, that being said, um, we will. We'll, I guess we'll talk about the transfer news first, um, and then we'll go into some some kind of top signings and talk about the uh, the Timbers two shuffle, Kev. Or actually, no, Kev. Let's get that out of the way now because that's news related things. Um, okay. A very interesting thing happened with your club. <laughs> that's true. And, uh, that uh, any of us have seen before, but please uh, explain to the lovely people out there what happened. Um, well, a little bit, so a little bit of background. So, when Jay Vidovich coached T2 for the very first season, Andrew Greger was an assistant coach for T2. Um, and then the past two see he got then Vidovich left. Greger was promoted to head coach for two seasons. And and the weird thing about all this actually is the fact that that T2 news came out in January uh, of any type, like and it came out. And I think the only reason it came out is because it was really related to the first team, but still. So Gregor is no longer the head coach of T2. Hooray. He got demoted to an assistant coach, which is weird. And then I don't know what really happened with anybody else in the staff, but everybody that was on the first team staff is now also kind of demoted to T2. So the previous first team goalkeeping coach, Aiden Brown, is now the T2 goalkeeping coach. Uh, one of the assistants, Cameron uh, Nullis, is now the head new head coach of T2. And then Gregor gets demoted to an assistant coach. And those positions got replaced with uh, Gio Savarese's um, guys. He, uh, they added a, an assistant coach, Carlos uh, Lamosa, and a new goalkeeping coach, um, Guillermo Memo Valencia. So that's why those guys all cut. They, they didn't say demoted. They were just like, hey, we're going to put him in charge of T2, but basically it's a demotion. And it's kind of shocking. I'm surprised that, A, Gregor's still around. If they're not going to hire him as a coach, at all. But it's, it's, a, it's an interesting shuffle move. And, and I kind of equate it like T2 is, is an area where Gavin can just kind of store players for a season, whether, whether they come about or get moved up or anything like that. It's just a storage place. Well, apparently it's also now a storage place for – coaches <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they didn't they didn't they didn't want to get rid of him, so they just kind of like, yeah, we'll put you guys all with T two. Well, so and and what was funny, and and I don't know any of the guys out in Portland, but I I do know, you know, the Bethlehem coaches at least are like the nicest guys in the world. Um, and and once again, congratulations to Jeff Cook for getting the Penn State job. Um, but uh. You know, it's one of those things, too, where they announce that all those guys are dropping down. I think to, to work in USL, you have to do it for the love of it, not necessarily because you want to make a ton of money. But at the same time, it's a little bit of a blow to your pride and maybe a little bit of a blow to your ego for your organization to come in and go, hey, um, you know, we got rid of the guy that basically brought you in. Do you want to take a job with the USL team that's notoriously not great? And, like, that was the part that struck me as really odd, not only just that it happened, because I, I, I think, in a way, it's weird that all those guys got offered jobs within the organization itself as it is, really, you know? Like, maybe a couple of those guys get academy roles or whatever, but for them to all get offered other professional coaching jobs within the organization, um, you know, do, do you think they're going to play Geo's system well? Sorry, Mr. Severese, I don't know him well enough to call him Geo. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's, I mean, that's going to be a question for 2018. What, what do they do? Like what kind of control or instruction is, uh, Geo going to have over T2? So, you know, I mean, I mean, it's a new era for the first team. Uh, I'm super excited that they have a new coach and actually even right. just new assistant coaches, new blood, new ideas. That's fantastic. So, so the question really is going to be, how does that flow down to T2? Because you have guys that are that have been around the club for a long, long time. Assistant coaches, you know, uh, Gregor came up from the academy uh, for uh, before he started working with T2. And, uh, you know, see, there's, there's a lot of, like, guys that have been here for a long time. So, you know, people get in habits, you know, good and bad. People have or sometimes get set in their ways, you know, which is not necessarily bad, but you know, that can happen. So how is all that going to kind of work its way out uh, with T2 is probably going to be the biggest storyline for that club specifically mm-hmm. going into 2018. So, I mean, there's a potential that 20, T2 is going to do a lot better. I mean, they certainly can't do worse, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> the silver lining in all of it, I guess. Um, Pony, Phil, any, I mean, you guys both have, both your clubs have gone through like coaching changes recently, things like that. Phil, what's up? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't want to steal the spotlight. It looked like Pony was about to talk, but um, <laughs> I, I have lots of thoughts on that. And, you know, my biggest thought is why are they willing to go down? Yeah. And, and I keep wondering like, why are these guys willing to do this to themselves? And I was thinking to myself that, you know, Porter, it's Porter's guys, right? And Porter is nowhere right now. So maybe they just know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah they're actually from before Porter. So Porter okay. came in and Porter brought one guy with him, Pablo uh, Moraria, and he was like the analyst video guy. Mm. And he has since left. Um, so there's another gentleman, I think Shannon Murray, or maybe a girl, I'm not sure. But because, <laughs> and, 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 and but, different. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So there's a new video I analyst. It. I it's, not, it's the 21st century. It could be you. Could be a boy right, or girl. Yeah. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> they really might not even have a gender. Who cares? Yeah. Who, who cares? Anyway, so there's a new video analyst. But Pablo went away. Porter's gone. These guys that have been around since you know 2011, 2012, sometimes 2013, 2014. They did maybe one or two of them came in as Porter started, but they've all been around for a while. 
Um, so the head coach change doesn't really change much, but but yeah, I mean they they're sticking around. I mean they obviously wanted to. I'm assuming they wanted well, to. Well, that makes more and, sense to me. Honestly, St. Louis has those guys too. They've been the same assistants, and I don't think they'd go anywhere in that same situation. Mm-hmm. I think since they know the system, they know the front office guys. You know, it makes sense to me that they're staying. So I'm actually glad we we figured that out together because that was the biggest confusion to me well they but, probably uh, have they probably have a pension they don't want to get rid of the pension right <laughs> oh yeah what do you say about the 21st century <laughs> yeah, yeah i know i know <laughs> uh genders are gone but so are pensions so mm-hmm. fill with some some weird spicy political takes for you this week on the usl show <laughs> um it's all love it's all love Anyway, uh, yeah, let's get to some transfers, and then we'll get to some some other questions and stuff. We had, like, so many people responded to our questions this week on Twitter. Um, It kind of blew my mind. Uh, But transfers, uh, the ones that happened this week at least, we'll start from from bottom to the one that I want to talk about the most. Um, So two two for Ottawa. One of them is good. Um, Gerardo Bruna resigns, which is a big deal, because playmaking Argentinians are, 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 are good to have in your side. Uh, the bad one, they lost their captain. Um, Lance Rosenboom leaves for some, some sunny sh- – he's taking his talents to Tampa Bay, uh, and he will join the Rowdies, um, as well as Kyle Karinga, actually, who's a local boy from Real Monarchs SLC. So, um, yeah, a, a, a bunch of moves in there. Phil or, or Kev or Pony, any thoughts about any of those? Uh, I, I think last I think last week we were talking about what the people want for both teams. Someone said Ottawa leave the USL. They're basically leaving <laughs> the USL. I, Boy, at this are point, they I mean, they're they're doing their best to not be relevant at the USL. It yeah. seems. Little did I know, I mean, addressing that tweet, I was actually wrong. They are in fact actively trying to not be a team anymore. Yeah, it's they're looking. Last year they looked shaky. They had a few good games every now and then. This year they're. They're going to be lucky if they get the playoffs unless something magical happens in the last month Ooh, or so. Yeah, or, or or if a couple teams just stop existing and fall through a sinkhole or something. Yeah. Even more than a couple. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we were talking about before the show saying, you know, what are they doing? When are they going to start acting? Because it's not like they're a two-side and they're going to scoop a bunch, a bunch of guys from the draft. They're in an ind- independent side. They should be active all the other independents are already way, way ahead of them and taking all their best players except for um, that one right there. But, um, you know, we did mention how they did just get a new coach mm-hmm. and, you know, they're just a little bit late with the coach thing, um, again, compared to other independent sides. So, you know, maybe now that they have a coach, he's probably got a few guys on the phone that he's going to bring in from his his world, as every coach does. So hopefully they start acting in the next couple of weeks at the latest, for yeah, goodness sake. Yeah, next couple but, of days, but, hopefully. But late on the draw, yeah. Ottawa, this is not going to be helpful for you guys. Kev, as you know, someone you know, that's used to slow news, do you have any insight here? <laughs> no, but I was actually going to mention that I think, you know, as the MLS Superdraft kind of loses uh, importance for, you know, the main league, mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't. It almost seems like they should just change it to the USL Superdraft. It's basically I mean, it, the same thing. It's basically it, what it, it is. It, yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, all the players that you know T- MLS two sides are going to get are coming from the Superdraft, and then even a lot of the signings that are happening now are players like I mean, you know, I won't I won't take your thunder because we're going to talk about them in a, in a second, but 
you know, one of the players that, that uh, Steele signed mm-hmm. was an MLS Superdraft pick. First rounder? Number six. Yeah. Yeah, first rounder. Yep. So it, that's the type of talent that I see a lot of USL teams picking up right yeah. now. Either, either either guys from other USL teams or MLS, not standouts, but not throwaways guys, either. I, I, just right. just. There's guys that are not getting the opportunity right now. I, I think what it is, and uh, and I'll, I'll fine I'll talk about it now because you, you you brought up a point that I want to kind of take. Well, 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 before before sure. we get into that, yeah, one yeah. other thing, yeah. one other thing that since we're talking about so so and a lot of I I think a lot of these guys with him are not getting opportunities in MLS. Um, part of it is probably especially this season with all the extra money going into mm-hmm. the league mm-hmm. um, because. Like it seems like everywhere you turn, some new player from South America is joining an MLS side. Tam signing here, Tam signing there. You know, Peruvian, Venezuelan. You know, I'm surprised there haven't been more Argentinians or Brazilians, but maybe we can't afford them. But I mean, they're just they're going and getting like literally everybody from every corner of South America, a couple from other places. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's tons and tons of like new players coming into the league this season because of all the money. And so all the players that have been out there, these these recently these recent recent draft picks, mm-hmm. um, guys that have been loaned down to MLS two sides, mm-hmm. they're getting cut, and then USL sides are picking them up. And yep. so I think, uh, and in and it's good because we have a lot of influx of new teams. Yep. The US the USL is expanding, so there's plenty of like talent, good yep. talent that's just not going to get an opportunity in the in the top leagues. So they'll be able to go to USL. The, the shift in the talent pool in that regard has really helped out. USL be more competitive, I, you know. And the biggest thing, I think, for for both the expansion teams, Bethlehem and, and and you know the other teams that came in with them in that ilk, the biggest thing they said year two from year one was the quality of play got so much better in one year. And I think a lot of that was due to, all right, well, you know, there's how many rounds in the super draft now, and a lot of those guys they're out of college, they can play ball, they're not. MLS ready yet, but there's no harm, no foul in giving them a flyer with your USL team. And then if you have guys like the ones I'm going to talk about here in a second that had an injury or had a really terrible loan spell, you bring them in, you say, this is your year. If you put out what you did two years ago this year, we'll bring you up. Easy as that. Exactly. I think think what people don't realize that we have in our favor uh, because we live here and we take it for granted Mm -hmm. is that the United States is a is a cool and fun and, and maybe even easy place to live to a lot of people in other countries. Yes. Not to say that their countries are worse than ours in any way, uh, but but we live high and free up in this country here still, uh, despite what people may think and how much <laughs> negativity goes around, like the negativity I was throwing around earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just really surprised because we had a Costa Rican uh, center back, uh, Cabal Seta, spent a year with our team this last year and. He was just treated miserably. I mean, bad. I thought he was one of our better center backs. The coach didn't like him. He got almost no playing time. He screwed up a couple times and got benched for the rest of the season. Uh, wasn't asked back. Um, kind of made it sound like he didn't want to come back. Even when, But when Precky left, I found out he wanted to come back. And I was like, why, dude? Why do you want to come back? Why are you doing this to yourself? Get the hell out of here and go back to where... Uh, people want you or at least another team Um, and I found out that he and and several other guys that have come to this team from even countries like uh, England um, they just like it here you know it like I said it's a good place to live and it's something that USL 
needs to realize and capitalize on or continue to capitalize on perhaps because it is something that we can have in our back pocket. We can bring in with all these expansion sides, like you said, we can bring in a lot of players and a lot of quality players with different styles and and, and uh, qualities. And it's, this could be a really cool, cool, cool league in the next five years if we take advantage of it. Like we said, you know, Korea, Japan, yep. maybe the Middle East, just mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. is willing to come in and play here and we need to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a big selling point for teams in the United States is, you know, we will actually give you a paycheck. Right. You're not going to miss a paycheck while you're signed with us. I mean, that's that's a big thing for a lot of players that come from some of these countries. And it's not like we need cheap foreign talent. We have Americans willing to do that, and I do think we need to obviously continue to uh, support them first. But but if they're willing to come and the teams are willing to pay and able to pay and they do treat them well, giving them a place to live – St. Louis gives guys uh, two square meals a day. Um, it's 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 a good life if you're willing to do it for the pay that we're offering. Ponies and thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all been touched on. We have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of. You got to get in, pony. Wow, like what? Be more yeah, aggressive. The, you have a lot of college kids getting out who are willing to basically take who want to keep playing and will take a job basically at any team at almost any level. You have international people who both get scouted in by coaches and almost seem to look to actually come to play in second tier U.S. with the hope of moving up to MLS one day. There's the opportunities there. If the league plays this right, the this, this success is basically limitless of what could we, what we could get done in the USL. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know how easy it is for like non-media or even for, for media people. If there's an open tryout near you guys for your club, and this isn't just for the three of you, it's for anybody listening try to go because the amount of people that show up to those things is ridiculous it's crazy um and that's even for just a foot in the door like in the in the smallest way possible for usl well you usually have to pay like 150 bucks or yeah and, and there's, yeah. there's good money sometimes there's... for the club but um <laughs> yeah even even with those factors it is it is still kind of cool to see all the people that uh, that show up to this for sure um, and I guess finally I'll, I'll talk about the two transfers that Bethlehem made. Oh, these, oh, these were fun. These were fun, guys. These were fun. Uh, <laughs> 2016 USL Rookie of the Year. He's a former all-league USL guy, playoff MVP, 15-goal scorer, Red Bull homegrown player. Brandon Allen joins Bethlehem Steel. He looks so much better in blue. It's ridiculous. And uh, and then if that wasn't enough today we how, find how does how does it how does it feel how does it feel actually to get to get a Red Bull homegrown player signed team so we so we have Adam the Yev as well so we've done this twice now and each time it's just beautiful um, and it's even better because Adam the um put together his best performance ever against Red Bull two at Montclair last year where he had two of the tastiest assists I've ever seen. Um, just stomping on young New Jersey dreams. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, no. So Brandon Allen, he was a part of the 2012 Georgia Ho- uh, Georgetown Hoyas team that was like re- just stupid, full of good players. Um, you know, he has a great pedigree. The thing I think that really messed him up was he went out on loan to Minnesota United last year and played one time for nine minutes. Um. And so, you know, Red Bull were like, nope, uh, we're great. Or, or the union were able to coerce him, or, or coerce him over 
to the USL side signing the Bethlehem Steel, where if he puts up another 15 goals, I will be the happiest man on the planet. Bethlehem needed a forward, and this was probably one of the best guys they could have went out and got in, in the country that was available. I, I agree. And then also I think with Philadelphia Union the way it is, I mean, he has every chance to get uh, an MLS contract by going through oh, yes. the Steel, oh, for yes. sure. And, and you just saw it, too. And I think that's the other thing. You can offer those guys the world, and I'm sure Timbers, too, does it as well. You say, you know, come in, you play, play well, we'll give you a contract. For Bethlehem, Austin Trusty, Derek Jones, Anthony Fontana, Corey Burke most recently. You've seen guys at your position, which is the biggest part, do what mm. they want you to do. It's a lot it, – it feels, I think, it feels a lot more attainable when you see other guys do it before you. Hell yeah. Which leads me to Omar Holness, who has an ACL tear. And the union said, no, we'll, we'll take a flyer on you. We know you're not 100% yet. We think May or June is probably when we're going to see him, you know, back at full fitness. But you talk about a midfielder that can really do some damage. He's a Jamaican international already. He's 23. He's a, an all-ACC guy. You know, he has 600 minutes in MLS right now. Like, he's... If, if he puts out the kind of season that he's capable of putting out, Brandon Allen puts the kind of season that he's capable of putting out, add in, you know, Santi Moore, Chris Nanko, you have Anthony Fontana, Adam Niem probably most likely playing at the 10 for Steele, you know, and then you have Allen up top and you have Chambers in there. Like, this is a dangerous team. And um, they're going to sign someone tomorrow, too. I don't know who it is or else I would have said something when we were recording this because it'll be out before they announce it. But there's another guy coming tomorrow, and then I think they have a couple more planned in the next couple weeks as well. So um, it's a little weird to see a USL team go a little harder in transfers than your MLS side, but I'm I'm content. Uh, I'm I'm jealous of those two signings. <laughs> I really am. I think I don't I don't uh, I don't really I don't know. It, it makes me excited for your team, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like that's really cool. I'm really excited about the big signs, which I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, that's but the, it's just, it, I think it's, it, it kind of speaks to those two players. Like, I would kill to have those two players on mm-hmm. T2. Really. I, I, I think, and and this is I I I am sorry, guys. I don't want you to be offended because I love you all and I think you're all you're all great players and you proved that by making the playoffs last year so don't let anyone tell you otherwise these are the first two like big marquee american signings that Bethlehem have ever made you know what i mean right and like these are like yeah, big me, impact guys where you just say it's Brandon Allen and you go oh shit yeah when i saw Brandon Allen announced my first thought was there's a second Brandon Allen because yeah. this can't be the Brandon Allen from a few years ago okay. who was second in the league in goals, right, rookie right. of the year. I think he was an MVP finalist and had all these accolades. Three goals in the playoffs, anything, but two passes apart right. in the final. It, you know, like it, 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 the, the yeah, resume is good. He's great. <laughs> he's, he's a top tier player. I'd be more surprised if he doesn't get an MLS contract with Philly after this year than, yeah. than if he than if he actually does. I mean, I think anything less than MLS contract out of this is going to be a surprise. Well, and, and, exactly. the, and the thing that, that, I, that I didn't really talk about because I wanted to bring it up on the podcast, these guys are going to be pissed off, which is going to be really fun. 
Brandon Allen's going to be mad because he got nine minutes last year on loan, which is probably the biggest slap in the face as a player you can get. So dumb. When your parent team goes, yeah, yeah, you're going to get more playing time. And then Adrian Heath goes, I don't want to use you. And granted, Christian Ramirez was on fire last year with the loons. That being said, nine minutes seems a little low. Um, pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. And then Omar Holness, obviously with an ACL injury, there's nothing more he wants to do than to go play soccer again. Um, and he's got some, some fun players to work with, and he's a box-to-box guy. Um, so that'll be fun. He's capable of scoring and, and providing assists. He's not the same figure as a Derek Jones, but I think he's a similar enough player. Um, and and what's nice is, um, sorry, James, James Chambers isn't getting any younger, and he's never been the most mobile guy. He's going to kill me now. Um, but wholeness allows him to just kind of sit back a little more when he can do all the box to box stuff. And that's, that's where I like steel the most is when they can kind of let James Chambers sit back and, and, you know, sling balls across the park and, and get stuck in on challenges and, and things like that. So it's, yeah, a, he's probably a better partner for him than Derek Jones for the team itself. I would so. have, yeah, he's it probably a little sense. quicker, um, and, and has more experience, um, at an international, at a higher level internationally. Yeah. So it's fun times, fun times. I hope this is a new trend for them. I hope, I hope they continue to build up because obviously they've proven, proven they're really good at that, at finding young guys yeah, and yeah. putting them in so, place and training them up and getting them ready. But this is a different, different ball game here, and I, I hope they add that to their arsenal. Again, I don't know. This will age really well, which will be funny because it will be 12 hours from now. I don't know what's happening tomorrow as far as who it is. I believe it's another international, and I don't think it's a guy that's stepped foot in this country before. So I'm very curious to see where he's from and what he is. Um, so if I'm right, and if the intel that I got about who it's going to be is, adic- is is accurate in terms of, you know, where he's from and, and, and what he's supposed to bring to the table, that might be a fun one, too. Um, anyway. So yeah, it's really it's like the first time I've been like super excited in January. I'm sure Kevin knows the feeling for this team. Because <laughs> <laughs> like initially you're like, yep, like waiting for the super draft. Like we're gonna draft. Like I I was I was going into this month and I'm like, if we get like another Chris Nanko and another Santi Moore, like we're awesome. This is gonna be great. But then it's like, oh, we have Brandon Allen and Omar Holness. This is cool. Uh, and then Pony um, Sacramento Republic made a move for uh, I, I don't remember his first name saved my life but uh that wait 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 they didn't update it those bastards all right well you signed turnley i don't remember his first name i apologize but uh shed some light on on him if you're familiar yeah i haven't got to get too familiar with him that dropped when i was at work saying recording not that long after i got home from work so I haven't time to do the research i need to do yet on him but i see this i think he's listed as defender had decent amount of minutes with la la2 and Sacramento is in dire need of defense right now. They have one, actually two really young defenders, and that's the entire roster for defense. If we could, I think, I'm not sure if he's going to be brought in as a starter, brought in as depth, but the team needs to start making moves. And even if it's just a couple people from LA to the dink get their option picked up, I could live with that for the time being. Kev, any thoughts on any of the uh, of the signings? No, I mean, I've, I've said my piece about your signings. That MLS two MLS two love is is real. It's strong. We all know the the fight that we all face. Yep. 
I feel you. Um, guys, like I said, we had a ton of social media interaction with people on Twitter, and it was some good stuff. Like, I like it when people interact with us, don't get me wrong, but, like, I like it a little more when it's all different responses for the most part. And we got a bunch of different responses on some tweets. So we asked everybody, for those not aware, um, at the USL show on Twitter, we like to put out a couple questions, or maybe a poll every week, just, you know, so that you, the 926 of you can, can, uh, can you know, have your say. So we asked, uh, if you had the match make, what would be your, your big matchup this year to, to kick things off? And then who was, the, uh, who was the best signing of the year so far? And I pick them in the order they came in, kind of. So we're just going to go down the line, and we'll uh, we'll talk about them from there. So uh, Drew Bartow, who I've seen before, at Drew on Target, said, uh, at Charleston Battery versus at Nashville SC, so we can welcome them into the USL and let them take notes as to uh, to what a real club looks like. Um, that's definitely one that I think a lot of people want, um, especially neutrals in the league, to see that kind of, you know, Carolina, Tennessee, and, and just kind of those whole, like, you know, Deep South clubs sort of really not like each other right off the bat. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that. And I like that people seem to be already vibing on the, on well, on two matchups in particular, it looks like, but on the on the Charleston and Nashville front or the Nashville-North Carolina front or the Charleston-North Carolina front. So that'll be a good time. Um, guys, thoughts on that one? That's how I'm going to do this. I'm just going to ask if people want to. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't mind Nashville being the first one. I think Charleston might not be my personal pick of who they play against. Yeah. But no. Because I'm kind of worried that that might not be a good game. <laughs> right. I kind of want to see something I think it could be a good, at least something that could be a playoff game yeah. later in the year, not something that's going to be ugly or potentially ugly. Yeah. Uh, at Crocketeers, simple. San Antonio versus Phoenix, hosted in San Antonio. Uh, Billy Forbes and Devin Vega make their return home. I don't see anyone having any objections to that one. Um, and no. we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I think Forbes is one of the better signings of, of the season. And uh, I'm sure he's itching to play his, his old team. So um, we have Missouri Sports. Phil, you were talking to them a little bit today. Um, you talked to everyone, really, in the Missouri area. Uh-huh. But uh, he said St. Louis and Louisville City. I'm sure you agree with that one. There's some rivalry in there. You care to comment on your uh, home team taking on Louisville first week? First week? Uh, it happened this year, and actually it was the best result I think the team has gotten, and it, and it was a draw. So I guess I won't uh, I won't go against that. So you can, If you can kind of smash and grab your way out of a point there early on before Louisville wakes yeah. up from the slumber. Yeah, St. Louis had no idea how happy they should have been about that. I think we went away a little sad after that game. We were like, a draw? We won better. And then the season happened, and if we had looked back, we would have been like, man, go for it, guys. Well done. Especially away, you know? We have uh, Harry at Raymond Cole, who's honestly like an honorary member of the show at this point, if only on Twitter. Um, So, Harry, we appreciate it. Uh, Indy 11 and North Carolina Football Club, which I think would be a fun one. Um, really good fan bases. They're familiar with each other already being from the blacklist soccer league. Um, not the, show. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, and he brings up a good point in that they're a key in helping the USL grow even if when, um, Cincinnati, Sacramento Republic leave. I, I like yeah. that. That's actually, that's actually a really good point with Indy 11 joining in North Carolina. You know, it, 
it means that USL is still going to just be a fantastic league yep. if one or both of those teams end up leaving in the next couple of years. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's a very good point. Yep. And then he said for uh, for his home club, San Antonio, to face Phoenix Rising or, uh, or Oklahoma Energy FC. So I, I think a lot of people in the West, the dark horse kind of like we want to play these guys pick is Phoenix. And I, I think it's because everyone wants to see if, how good they are. Um, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing. Like, it's a very, like, yeah, like, we want to, you know, they bring in all these names, and they have Billy Forbes, and, you know, and they seem to be, you know, kind of picking their spots from the Western Conference, but that doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't, you know, play well, if those guys don't click early, so. I think that's why they're still in favor, though. You know, people yeah. still want to play them. Yeah. Like, like if Cincinnati hadn't had such a good run in the, in the uh, Open Cup and they yep. still finished where they were, people would be like, we want to play Cincinnati. Let's go to Cincinnati. They have a good fan base. Right. But since they're the enemy of the East, you know, they, yeah, yeah. they no, you can't like them. So if Phoenix, right, right. Phoenix does well this year, that's, that's almost a guarantee. They'll become the hated team in the West for I, sure. I would imagine. Pony thoughts? Kevin thoughts? If Arizona just stomps it, do you guys hate them? I guess that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to. Do, well, I don't know. Yeah, but I, th- I think as far as the Cincinnati, well, at least for me, part of the Cincinnati kind of that. Yeah, Pony doesn't is. need any another Cincinnati to hate. He has plenty of ammunition <laughs> on the first one. It's a, it's a love thing. I like I like the watching the fans. It's good to see that. I think they, they just get overvalued a bit at times. Yeah. I guess no one hates Louisville, really. They kind of respect Louisville's. I don't know what they're doing right to still be respected. I think everyone hates maybe, Louisville's pick. Maybe Phoenix. I don't think anyone maybe hates picks the can pull that or off. players or the, or the colors or anything. I just think they're like, you play on a baseball field, you're stupid. Uh, yeah. I think that's really what it is. Too easy. Yeah. Uh, Michael Baldridge, who also contributed last week, I still don't know how to pronounce your Twitter. DM us. I want to know. Alvi man, Mike B. I'm going to go with that. A-L-V-I-E-M-A-N, Mike B. Good guess. Nashville host St. Louis FC. And then road trip with four exclamation points. Phil, are you more excited to see the new Nashville team or to eat their barbecue? Uh, you know what? Nashville, not known for the barbecue. Or, or would it be more much... of like a music thing for you, I guess, would be? No, no? you know... You probably haven't been to Nashville. It's a it's a fun town. Um, it's it's got hot chicken, which is awesome. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah. So if yeah. you go there, you go for the hot chicken, yeah. uh, which is incredible. Um, but it's got you know the row of country music and the party never stops. And it's crazy. Um, there's a lot of good good hipster things to do around there. And so yeah, the music's fine. I'm not a huge fan of country, but I will enjoy the hell out of it uh, when I go down there. So. Right on. Um, and then Tristan Demore's uh, former dude. Man, I, I feel I have feelings when I saw Tristan come up because he was he was a good dude. He was really good to me the first year when uh, when Steele played FC Montreal. Pour one out for FC Montreal. Um, good dude. He said Louisville at Cincy. I think that's a everyone just wants to see those two teams like fight forever. <laughs> like. Always yeah. some really fun animosity, and they kind of get to figure out, you know, I, who the bigger club is in a way, because um, there's a lot of talk between the two fan bases, and fortunately they get to figure out that you know they can play a game to figure out you know who the better team is. So, yeah, 
There's nothing more fun than watching a game between two fan bases who legitimately seem to not like each other at all. Not just Team Turtle <laughs> Rides, but who legitimately seem to hate each other most and, of the time. And like, we'll, we'll go to very like creative means to to like annoy each other. Because I don't know if y'all remember the the Cincy fans went to Slugger and they brought mm-hmm. um, streamers and they threw them on the field. And Louisville was trying to get all those people banned. And I think it took something crazy, like Jefford had to call Louisville City's president or something, and was like, can you please just not do this? This is stupid. Yeah, they definitely got kicked out of a game. A whole section of people, or a whole row of people. Like, that whole row, four fans from Diastat or something. I know the guys at Cincy Soccer Talk probably know a little bit more about that. But then again, they're biased because that happened to their team. So um, we'll probably... Oh, they're biased and they're so bitter. Yeah, we'll we'll probably never know, like, what happened, um, you know, authentically. But we'll, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure... uh, well, you know, it's just fun to see two teams do that to each other, really. That was the best. That was really good. It's just the beginning of the folklore that is to come. Yeah, for sure. Since he has the stages for that. Uh, and then my lovely supporters group, the East End Army. Hi, guys. Uh, Bethlehem Steel at Penn FC Official. Hashtag away days. Uh, I know those guys have a good time. I think uh, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm always chomping at the bit to see what the hell Harrisburg in a past life slash Penn FC is going to look like. But uh, especially when they play Bethlehem, because they play Bethlehem pretty well, like historically, and it's always really frustrating for me because I don't think they're anywhere close to the same level of, of talent. But uh, yeah, that's that's one that I always circle in the calendar. I have a couple other ones that I'm I'm interested in, but uh, that one's always good. What do we got here? Logan Bowser. If that's your real last name, dude, I'm so jealous. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> at LT Bowser on Twitter. Louisville versus Indy, which is a new one. Um, I, I think that's got the appeal of being kind of a, um, you know, first time ever meeting, which are always fun. And then, you know, like I said before with Louisville, that's a big club. Indy's a big club in U.S. or in, well, they've been a big club historically. Uh, you know, you got a close proximity kind of thing going on there. Um, guys, your, your thoughts on that one? I'm sure that'll probably happen this year. So be on the lookout. That'll be a fun one. I'm interested to see how good India is in uh, USL. You know, will they like? I think so. We made a comparison one week. Like, will they be the Ottawa or will they be the yeah. Tampa Bay Rowdies yeah, of your, USL? Those are your best so. marks, really. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be good measuring stick. I kind of hope that they're. I kind of hope that they are on the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies side. Yeah. I'd like to see them be Me a little too. successful. I think we all. This is just. Well, this sounds awful. I kind of hope that all of the expansion teams this year, the Tampa Bay Rowdy side of things, um, or the FC Cincinnati side of things. You know, there's a couple teams that have done it right. Um, anyway, we have a tweak up. Bumped. Eric Smith. Oh, you didn't mean being terrible away from home. That's not what you meant? Oh, no, I, I didn't mean that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, well, Just um, saying. I do want them to win more now. away games. Well, yeah, some away games would be nice. Uh, Eric Smith, at Eric with a K. Thank you. Smith W. Uh, and he wants to see Charleston host Sacramento Republic, but he will settle for Charleston and North Carolina. Um, I think Charleston and Sac Republic would be a fun one. I'm sure Pony agrees. Um, but yeah, no, Charleston, North Carolina, like I said, those kind of deep south teams interacting with each other would be uh, is, is going to be a good time. 
Yeah, if it's one of those, you got all these new rivalries pretend that could come into the league this year with all the new teams in that area. I'm not sure who's going to be the real rivalry and who's just going to be the one that the league has. Because these two teams hate each other, the fans go, we do. That's news to us. Yeah, yeah. Because that's bound to happen. For, for a few of these, that's bound to happen. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Chris Bratton, the, the uh, Harrisburg, whoops, Penn FC, hi, uh, <laughs> beat writer for, for, uh, for myself and brotherly game. Um, if everything's on the table, he wants Cincinnati and Sacramento. Uh, Boom. But like more for the atmosphere. And I, I uh, yeah, I, I need it. It's not going to happen, but I need it. No, it has to. No, Someone call not. USL. They have a week to make All this right. happen. Mr. Edwards, okay. make you have this happen. Okay. They're they releasing the schedule, schedule next week. Oh, yeah, when, uh, when One Nick, week, when USL, don't F this complications, up. Do you think, Nick, did you mean that you're going to do Cincy and Sacramento? Yeah, I need it. that's exactly what he meant. I need it. And make it happen. Pony, would you, uh, would you like to talk to your friends face-to-face? Well, it could be a good game. I mean, I think <laughs> I think are kind of on different swing this year. Right, Sacramento's well. on a downswing. Cincinnati's gonna I think kind of keep their mid-table East run alive. So I don't. I think Cincinnati probably favored in that game, yeah. especially when it was in Cincinnati. Yeah. But I know last year they played in Sacramento. I think as a preseason game that was a two-two draw. Mm. Mm. So that could be a good preseason friendly yeah. rematch if yeah. all teams are willing. Hey, big Kev, you gotta, you gotta. And then hear me out. Yeah, hear me out. Uh, make the announcement about MLS either right before <laughs> or right after the game. No, 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 no. Here's what you do. Halftime. You you have a trophy made, and it's the old MLS logo. It's fucking huge. It's like it's like ten, and it's colored like it's the old color scheme. So it's the it's the boot kicking the ball. With the, it's, it's it's ugly. It's great. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever wins, you give that to them. And then you just kind of wait. That's great. It's, this could go so, so, so well. Call it the MLS like it's, Cup. It's in such bad taste, but it would be so amazing. Mm-hmm. If that game was still 11 and 11 after about 20 minutes, I'd be shocked. So we're gonna get... <laughs> All right. New idea. Y'all remember the show, and it was on in the 80s and maybe the 90s, and then they tried to reboot it again with Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali's daughter as the hosts. Um, American Gladiators. No, of course. Yeah. Y'all know. Yes. I know. I know. I'm speaking to the, to a right audience of people that are older than me, but still appreciate things. That Thirty I and up, right? Usually. But I'm 23, and it's really weird <laughs> that I know this. They had the they had the jousty game with the big things that looked like Q-tips, but basically they had like sock and boppers, which is another great reference on the ends of them. Yeah. Just do yeah. just do that, but like penalty kicks, and whoever's the last team standing just went just just gets MLS. <laughs> Just get the owners to go against each other oh, instead. Oh, I need it now. Done. Oh, I need Make it happen. To, to hold a giant Q-tip and, and try to fight somebody. That'd be great. And actually, while this we're is... doing that, can we get Bill Edwards to come in too? Because I think that man is batshit crazy, and I need it. I think someone... And Merritt Paulson. Pitched this I idea, and uh, what's-her-name dropped out of the ownership group. She's like, F this. I'm out. <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then let me try to see if we have any more. We do. Uh, a boy, Goose, at Gishorn, because I didn't remember how to pronounce your last name. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ben. The Bernie Sanders, the USL, Gishorn Benjamin on Twitter. 
There you go. Uh, North Carolina <laughs> FC versus the Charlotte Independence, which I, strangely was the first time that we saw that. And I think that's a really safe bet for a good game. Yeah, that's one of those natural rivalries. I think that'll be good. Hopefully both teams are on the same level of skills. Yep, yep. And that could be, that, that'd be a good one to start the season. I could live with that one as the first game. Yeah. Introduce us to a new team and a team who's always been at least fairly relevant. Hmm. Could, should be, should be a fairly decent quality game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the other one, Boston, or uh, uh, other boy, Cincy Soccer Talks, Boston Brazil, or at Boston Keith on Twitter. Big fan of Augustana. Um, Sacramento mm-hmm. at FC Cincinnati as well, or FC Cincinnati at Sacramento. Um, yeah, just kind of echoing the uh, the let's do, you know. Throw the two biggest fan bases at each other. See what sticks. And then, uh, and then the other question we asked everybody: Who was the best signing of the year? And we had a bunch of answers on that one as well. So let me scroll up a little bit and find them, and then we'll go from there. Um, guys, real quick, while I try to get there, if I can put you on the spot, who's your who's your best signing so far? And if you can give me like a top three, I'll take it. Um. All right. Well, top three. So number three, I've thought about this okay. quite a lot. I was going to um, say you didn't have to talk I wanted order, to go Omar. Well, I'm going to. Okay. I wanted to go Omar Holness, but I don't feel like going with two picks from the same team. Oh, and and I'm also well, I'm also kind of like wanting to look at like players who are not coming, like all the players are coming from either MLS or other USL teams. So it's like, do we have anybody coming into the that could potentially be exciting, maybe. Mm. And so I'm going to go with Phoenix Rising, SC's, uh, Ghanaian midfielder, Solomon Asante. Um, oh, wow. That's my number three. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think they have another midfielder that I think he used to play with. Um, if I remember right, he also played under the current coach. So, you know, something, some familiarity might help him adjust quickly, and that, that could be exciting. Um, number two is Brandon Allen. And, it's funny. and maybe this is cheating. Thy number one pick for like the best acquisition within USL okay. for the entire season, Indy Eleven. Yeah, yeah the, right. the whole te- the whole team. And, and, and because because I think that's going. It's not going. The whole team is my top pick. Like my top acquisition for USL sure. for 2018. Because I feel that that just kind of helps put that. Last nail in the coffin for the other league that shall not be named. <laughs> How many years have we said that in a row, friend? I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not saying anything until it happens. I know. I know it's true. It's like, oh, this will be the year it goes away. And, it doesn't. And, and I this will be the year it goes away, and it doesn't. Yep. This will be. So yep. yeah. And now they're switching calendars, and God knows what else. Try to stay right. So. Yep. Uh, I am at the. I'm about at the top. I'm at the top. Okay, here we go. Kev, thank you for filling. Um, I have some answers now from people. On their favorite, uh, on their favorite signings, uh, Drew at Drew on Target again, uh, and this one's not in the USL, but this is huge. If Dane Kelly really did sign with uh, with Poon City or, or Pune City in the um, in the ISL, which I believe is the Indian Super League, that's huge, uh, and it is because that's a guy who bangs in goals left and right for a USL team that wouldn't be doing that anymore. Well, didn't Reno get somebody else? That pulled up actually. That was that to replace him. You you keep going. I'll check. They uh, they brought in Gaia Bend, Zach Carroll, 
Christian Thier Young, um, and Mark Anthony Gonzalez. Oh, Gonzalez is who I was thinking of. Slope Park. Yeah. So it looks like they're kind of setting up to lose him in a way. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing on that one. Yeah, but I do agree. And you know, like I said, with the kind of influx of moves out towards towards Asia, that's another one. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And if that's true, that could be really bad for Reno this year. I could see them doing almost what RGV did, where they went from being, uh, boy, these guys are going to be dangerous. You got to watch them to, they're just one team that you look right. at and to, to a team that should be three points yep. for the good sides. Yep. Uh, my friend Mike Baldridge again. I'm, I'm not going to. I already tried to pronounce your Twitter handle, and I'll probably just say it differently this time. So I just won't. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil, he said it's your boy Corey Herzog, the St. Louis FC. <laughs> He's definitely on my top three list. Yeah. I'd put him at three to be, you know, to try to control my bias. But that's huge for St. Louis. And, you know, combining him with um, Wallfall, yep. um, you can defend a lot and still get points with those yeah. two guys. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Fair enough. Where am I looking? Oh, here we go. Uh, our dear friends at Mongols, Kevin and Josh on that show, by the way, amazing. They know their stuff. Mike, I don't know. I, I, I Still a little up in the air. Uh, Canardo Forbes to the Hounds, uh, and then they said him and Kevin Kerr in the midfield is going to be scary. I agree. Um, Pony, I won't steal your thunder, but I think you and I have a similar train of thought for one of our top three picks, and it's not a player. Um, yeah. But, but outside <laughs> of that, uh, yeah, Canardo Forbes is, is going to be huge. Yeah, sticking on that's the one I know we're both saying that's yeah. one of his feet. It's going to be cheater yeah, yeah. not to throw I'm, out yeah, I'm gonna leave, the defensive I'm gonna leave legend. for a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> unused subs. This, this I think, I think this also makes my list. It's a, it's a weird one, but I think the type of player that he is, co- combined with the team that he's going to be on, is really scary. Um, Yoshin Groff to Tampa Bay. Uh, our friends at the Unused Subs podcast at Unused Subs Pod. Looking forward to seeing Yoshin Graf on the receiving end of the balls from Marcel Schaefer this year. And I read that tweet, and I didn't even think about it. You know, although I said, you know, Yoshin Graf is a really good player. I think he's, you know, he's a nice guy. He's he's intense, but he scores goals. Um, and he was a bright spot on a decently bad Rhinos team. And then I realized that he was going to be getting service from Marcel Schaefer, and I cried. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so that's definitely one to look out for, and, and kind of a nice little dark horse top three USL signings pick. So. Um, yeah. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, that's one that six. Go back, go back. How that was really big, and just no one quite realized how big that one was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that happened at a weird time too. I think like it was kind of in like the middle of the day. It was on like a random day of the week, and there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare to it. Like the the rowdies were just kind of like, "Hey, we signed this guy, and we signed this guy," and I was like, "Wow, all right, well, that's fun." Um. And then uh, JB, at JB Cross Trek on Twitter said, Brandon Allen, the Bethlehem Steel, instantly makes up for the loss of Corey Burke. Um, yeah, he definitely he definitely makes up. If Well, if we get Rookie of the Year, Brandon Allen, he definitely makes up for, for the lack of, of goal scorers the team had um, until yesterday. So, you know, I think we've kind of expounded our, our opinions on that one, but that's definitely a solid pick. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, uh, Brian Muttersbaugh, BMUT4622, thank you. Uh, Ledesma to Cincy, which is a new one, or Herzog to St. Louis. Uh, Ledesma to Cincy is an interesting one. I think if he contributes for them, like a lot of the guys on that team that they signed this year, like last yeah. year, 
um, you know, that's, that's going to be good for them. But if he doesn't, then it's, it's a lot of people scratching their heads and going, why did we do that? So we'll see. I, is he the guy from uh, North Carolina? I have it up here. He was I'm with sorry. the Cosmos, in fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't look him up. Never Evan, mind. Uh, I watched. Lance Lang was the guy with North Carolina. Okay. And then they signed Heidemann and Gibson that were with the Delta. They they brought in a lot of the NASL guys. The Emery mm-hmm. Welshman. Like, if those guys contribute, that's going to be good for that. They have too many players. That's my thing. I know. Well, and they're guys. all attacking. Every one of them. Of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. they signed that right or left back. They signed some left back, and I was like, well, look, he's a goal scoring left back. Right, I mean, right, it's, right. What are they doing? Yeah. Kev Pony, I think it's too is, much. Is, that a, is that a popular opinion? Are, the, are FC Cincinnati the double stuffed Oreos of USL? <laughs> I mean, is, there, is there too much creamy filling in FC Cincinnati? All cream, no cookie. Oh. <laughs> FC, <laughs> I'm going to have to call Cincy Soccer Talks this week. Um, are they going to be all cream, no cookie, or is there some cookie there, gentlemen? Did they do it all for the cookie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, so what you're saying is, yeah. if there's more cream than cookie, then they need to have a lot more cream than everybody else's cream in order to get some points. <laughs> they got to, they got to out cream every team. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They. Yeah. 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 That is what I'm, that is what I'm saying, man. You know, I really try hard not to make innuendos or anything because they'll be like, I know, the gay guy making I'm just about you know, but, um, expanding your thought, just listen, expanding your thought. Kev, you said it, and I didn't, and we're just gonna leave it there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but now that I look at the in slash returning part on the USLsoccer.com transfer tracker, which thank you guys for doing that. Um, too many people, it's so many people. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. I mean, they a lot of them look good. Um, did you say Lang was the North yeah. Carolina guy? Yeah. I watched his highlights and I thought, oh no, he's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. He is so good. Uh, and um, I would put Heineman. I'd put Heineman in the top three, to be honest with you. Yeah. To take him from the Deltas and fill him in uh, for for GB Fall is probably maybe even an upgrade. Uh, so. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly in the yeah. attack for them, um, but yeah, cream to cookie ratio. We'll see about that though. We'll have to find yeah. out. One thing I want to see is will they'll stick with this solid lineup or not? Because they have a lot of names there that they're all gonna want playing time, and I think that was one of the their problems last year. Yeah, is they kept changing all their attack around almost weekly. It seemed. Yeah, and no. Can't you have to know your team, and you can't say, well, who's playing this week? So you have to, to me. Because it gets consistency. Consistency. Sacramento suffered from the same thing, where every week it was something brand new, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that doesn't really help the team too much. Phil, I, I think they're doing it again. They're going to do that again, though. Well, they're going to have like two setups, and they're going to continue to rotate those setups. Yeah. And it's, as long it's, as, it's, as, as long as their defense gets better. Yeah. That was that's if they fix that, then they're extremely dangerous out the gate. I know. Phil, I think, uh, well, I, I know for a fact, uh, one guy who is a casualty to society um, or just, you know, Cincinnati having too many players, Kadeem Dakers was not happy with his playing time last year. At least exactly. Early on. Um, so, yeah, we might see. But just like the names, like Patty Barrett, who's a good defender from Ireland, Forrest Lasso, who everyone knows about, like Spencer Ritchie, Mark Village, you know, Russell Cicerone, who, you know, hi, Kev, you know a little bit about him. Um, Tommy Heineman, like it, it, the list is just deep 
Evan Newton, who they picked up just kind of randomly, it felt like. Um, yeah, big, big signings. It'll be interesting to see. Again, same problem. Are those guys going to gel? Um, let's see what we got here. Yeah, Someone said this earlier, too. GB Fall it. apparently hasn't left the team yet. He so has maybe not he's, left the team. Yeah. So maybe he's back. Who knows? I think he is. Um, oh, my. Yeah. So I think he might come back and bite him. <laughs> oh, so this is what I wanted to say about Cincy, too, is um, some of these guys game. aren't going to work work out because um, of the playing time and, and et cetera. Yeah. Um, surely, I think this might be the first year and it might be a continuing theme if they don't go to MLS or as long as they keep this up. We may see loans. You may see these guys get loaned out to other sides because they just can't, you can't keep all these talented guys on a roster when they're not going to all work out. You know, like uh, Dakers should have gone on loan last year when he wasn't working out and I don't know why he didn't. Uh, FC Cincinnati needs to send these guys out if they're not going to use them. Yeah, for the players. Yeah, their depth is impressive. It looks like it's going to be. I mean, I went. I could buy that. The bench for Cincinnati could probably beat some of the worst USL teams we're going to have this year, yeah. just yeah. because the depth is is that talented. Yeah, Porters. I but yeah. I think the thing about the loans, and this is where that kind of breaks down, and it's stupid that it breaks down like this. But with the loans, the team has to be willing to let those guys go. Yeah, I and guess I, that was my my crying out that been, they need to. I think it might have been as simple as that. Is well, we don't want those guys to burn us. Send them to the West. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's true. They don't make it out of the first round of the playoffs anyway. So that's what St. Louis did. I mean, they <laughs> sent they sent that guy. They sent what Angulo to yep. OKC. Yep. You know, they sent Herrera to the Cosmos. You loan them out. You free up the cap space, which mm-hmm. maybe they don't need. Uh, but you send them somewhere. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Well, uh, who hasn't given their top three? Phil, Pony, and myself have not given their, their top three transfers yet this year. Um, Phil, I know you said your third was uh, was Corey Herzog. Yeah, and I think I'd put Heinemann at number two. And, and this is like for diversity's sake sure. because I would I agree with you guys too. But um, I'm going to cheat for number one. I'm going to combine Portillo and Shang. Mm-hmm. Uh destroying the battery uh, and being sent to the Monarchs. I, I just thought that was such a smart move for them. Yeah, for you, was it more so that Charleston is just, just stripped now? Or is it, is it the Monarchs? <laughs> no, not at all. To fill in those guys? I actually root for Charleston. I think they're a cool club. They were doing their thing differently than anyone else, and I really respected that last year. Um, but it just fell apart, but... Um, you know, I just respect the Monarchs taking something really good and making it that much better. And just like right, we're done, they basically re-signed their team and amazing players. Okay, let's go. We're ready. I like it. Pony, I'll uh, I'll kick to you because I know we have the same, probably the same number one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll just ignore Brandon Allen for now. He probably would have changed my yeah. list a little bit. He wasn't in the top three until today. Well, was it today or no? It was recently when that got dropped. But dropped the two ones, yeah, the two ones that haven't been mentioned sure. are, well, Walt Paul's mentioned a little bit, but I think that's a big pickup. Yeah. He was one of like the three or four Rochester people who I was, who this one's when Rochester went away. That was one of the first people I started tracking saying, where's this guy going to end up? Because he's going to make any team better immediately. And, I think he's going to have to do just that. And throwing out West, I think one that happened was Kaffa from Tulsa to Fresno. 
happened. And that, I think, is a very, very underrated signing. Kappa was on the shortlist for MVP and I think probably should have been on the final ballot for MVP. So that's one I think should come back. That's, a, that's one who I think really can make a big difference for a first-year Fresno team, especially if they especially if they make him one of their centerpieces and build around him. Probably one of the more dangerous set-piece takers in the league. I think that's a huge loss for Tulsa, who's really needs to do something pretty soon on their signings themselves. And Fresno, they're turning into a team that, for me, has gone from, a, well, they might make the playoffs, they might not, to these guys are probably on the right side of the playoffs and could be one of those dark horses where if they catch fire at the right time, they could be one of the better teams in the league. And I guess I'll punt it back to you since... I think we have the same number one. If you want to introduce the man, the myth, the legend himself. Uh, yeah. So let me let me grab my my other two, uh, three. Uh, Billy Forbes, switching over to, to to Phoenix. Um, they were a good team. I thought they were a little bit of an older team. So for them to pick up, um, a proven goal scorer. This is kind of my running theme until my first pick. But, uh, you know, a big pick. And, and if you're able to kind of hurt one of your, you know, Western Conference rivals and, and help out yourselves, it's always going to be a good thing. Um, and I think they're going to get plenty of, of attacking presence from, from Forbes. Um, two, sorry, Brandon Allen. Um, but if it was your team, you'd say the same thing. So I don't want to hear it. Um, I think we've said pretty much everything <laughs> there is to say about him. Over, under 13 goals. So feel free to, to at me on that one. And I'm really excited. Oh, it's going to be fun. Number one, um, for as much as I hate Bob Lilly, Bob Lilly to the Pittsburgh, or sorry. Well sorry. done. Bob yep. Lilly to the Pittschester Rhino Hounds. Because like it or hate it, and by the tone of my voice, you can probably tell that I'm not super crazy about it. Pittsburgh Riverhounds had a coaching vacancy, and they went out and got probably the most successful by any metric other than playing nice-looking football in USL history. So there you go. And he also brought half of his team, who were good. So it's Bob Lilly at number one, and I hope everyone's happy. <laughs> I'm only this bitter because I have to see it three times next year. I guarantee you that. We're still going to win all those games, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Pony, is that is that about right? Yeah, I'm that sure was that's my I'm sure you're a little more, I don't know, yeah. less bitter well, about it because he's not in your conference. You don't have to watch it a bunch. But true, I also I, I like Lily. I like Lily Ball because I, I always do, and that's why we shouldn't be friends. But we are because we <laughs> share the same first name and whatever. I say I always I, when I always played defense and I played soccer and what he can manage to get out of that's just stunning to me and how he can always win one zero with a goal in the final ten minutes. Where's the hat all the time? He couldn't be asked to do a post game after they beat us the first week of the season last year. Like, what kind of monster is that? You won. <laughs> Probably yelling him for scoring too early. Yeah, like, I know. That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't know if he ever says good job. He's like, you know, one last no. goal would have been better. <laughs> no, but <laughs> clean on a clean sheet day is like, you know, three shots on goal, boys. Uh. So good. That's so good. One one nil victory. You know, guys, that goal. Mm. Mm, I'm all right. 
Oh man. I I, I suppose uh we'll we'll end on on, on the note of Lily Ball is the nicest way I've ever heard my disdain for Lily Ball summarized, so thank you, Phil. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, I don't know if well I'm I hope all you know because you have access to it. You can find this podcast. Our our picture doesn't work, which I'm really upset about, but I'll fix that. At the USL show on Twitter. Um, we're part of the Beautiful Game Network podcast. We're insider baseball. If you want to listen to the podcast first before anywhere else, bgn.fm, and we're there. Or theuslshow.com, and it'll redirect you, and we'll, we'll be there. It'll be great. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Tell your friends if they were subscribed previous, and you know, and they're not now. Go check again, or even just double check for for peace of mind, and make sure you're still subscribed. Um, Kev, where can people find you on on Twitter and other things? At kmcamishpdx, stumptownfooty.com, and at uh, PTK Podcast. <laughs> I forgot I, about it for a second. I, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about <laughs> you forgetting the the Twitter handle for your. It's alright. Right. Uh, Phil, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, at Phil Grooms, two L's, two O's, or STL Soccer Report. Is it? Is it? I, I I've never felt the need to ask you. Is it weird to have two soccer account, like two Twitter accounts that basically serve the same purpose? Uh, it they don't oh. by any means. Oh. Uh, Phil oh. Grooms is definitely. I learned this too late, unfortunately. But Phil Grooms, um, I learned it the hard way, and Tell the lesson for, is well yeah, learned. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just better to keep personal, mm-hmm. private opinions mm-hmm. on a Phil Grooms account mm-hmm. and to keep stone cold hard facts on a STL soccer report stone account. Cold, stone cold soccer report? Yeah, stone cold what? soccer report. Uh, I was using it for personal and That's public fair. and I just don't know what the hell I was doing. I fixed the problem and it's it's much better now. So <laughs> You agree you, you want, agree with everybody else. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Pony, where can people find you on the Twitter? And on Twitter, I yeah, I am at Iron Pony Chef, and if always follow me for lots of numbers around the USL stuff, and that's recently a lot of making Plants' logo because they deserve it. Um, <laughs> Pony, I, I don't. There, there's a there's a severe lack of both chef related things and <coughs> pony related things on your Twitter, and I, I've never agreed. To, to let, I, I just never felt that I had the, the lane to, to tell you that. And I'm just wondering where all the chef or pony things are. Other than, uh, your, other than your picture, of course. Which is a pony in a chef hat. So that's both yeah. those things. Pony stuff comes in and out depending on what type of reaction gifts I have to use. Mm. It's one of those. They're in my arsenal. Depends how I'm feeling for the day and if I have the right, right one lined up or not. Mm. Cooking one was just a joke that never kind of panned out. But I do cook a lot. Uh, so that's where that came from, and it fit into a good inside joke about the show. Hey, man, post those uh, those those food pictures. Yeah, that's man, what you need. Isn't that, that's what all the yeah, kids are doing on the Instagrams or whatever now. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not on the do. Instagrams. Well, <laughs> bring it to Twitter, right. yo. Bring yeah, it to Twitter. Yeah, I'm old enough that. to not be an Instagram person. Anyway, if you, for whatever reason, want to hear or read about more Bethlehem-related things or my voice or... Um, unfortunately, like Phil, I still haven't learned that I should stick to sports because that's boring. Um, 
at Valella BSFC on Twitter. It's Villas Victor, I-L-L-E-L-L-A, BSFC, like Bethlehem Steel Football Club. You can also find me doing USL editor things on Brotherly Game, which is uh, brotherlygame.com or at Brotherly Game, which is also where I tweet match day things. Other than that, I think we're out of here, gentlemen. So on behalf of Kevin McCamish, Pony, and Phil Grooms, this has been Evan Valella. This has been the USL Show. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care.